Dublin, Beijing, Metropolis, Yavin, Mondas, Etheria, Krull. News from around the cosmos, podcasted secretly from 20,000 leagues below Legion headquarters. This is The Nautilus at Nine with Marcus Nemo. Well, good morning. Welcome to The Nautilus at Nine. I'm Marcus Nemo, bringing you tomorrow's news cycle recycled today. Perhaps you've tuned in your radio receiver in a post-nuclear world of 1992 while a leech-like parasite grows inside your belly. Or maybe you and your repopulation mate are listening in on the overhead speakers of your 1979 Moonraker shuttle as you wait for the imminent destruction of mankind. Well, now's a good time to fix yourself a stiff drink. Listen to the news from a multitude of different dimensions that are hopefully worse off than the one you're occupying right now. I'm currently enjoying one of my favorite on-air cocktails, and it's straight out of Tobin's Spirit Guide. It's called a Tequila Slime Rise. What you do is you pour equal parts tequila and ectoplasm into your shaker, making sure to cross the streams as you pour. Then shake vigorously while levitating four feet above your covers and pour the contents into a beaker and garnish with some Stay Puft marshmallows. Ah, here's to dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Mmm, it feels so funky. Well, our top story this morning, the dead speak. Yes, it seems that half of all life across planet Earth, and indeed the universe that was once killed by the snap, have all been brought back to life at the same age and same location from whence they disappeared in the great resurrection known as the blip. This horrific universe-changing event has caused the population of people who age normally over the past five years to deal with the complexity of the situation by becoming prejudiced against the newly recovered and have begun calling them names. Blippies, blipverts, blipbrains, blipheads, blipwitted nincomblips, blippish mother blippers, buggering blip dicks, and blip stinking blip bags is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to insulting these dirty, lazy, job stealing blippos. I mean, they're so stupid, right? The way they go on about Skynet. What, what's a Skynet? It's called Legion, you stinky hill blippies. And they don't even know about light skipping? How can you not know that? And yes, Emperor Palpatine's alive, he's a hot snack, and he bangs. He's Ray's granddad, blipface, to doy. And it's Detective Pikachu now, you blip trash. Why don't you and your she-blip go back to dust where you belong? Bring back the snap, that's what I say. Make America dust again, am I right? In other news, it seems the U.S. presidential nominations were thrown yet another curveball in an already fraught race. Two new candidates have suddenly appeared from out of nowhere in a literal puff of smoke and have decided to run in the 2020 election. Real estate tycoon Daryl Van Horn, known as the Devil, and senior partner of a New York law firm, John Milton, also known as the Devil, began debating one-on-one yesterday in an inflamed television spectacle. Here's the highlights. America. <laughs> You were made for something better, and I'm, I'm going to be as direct with you as possible, because I know <laughs> you'd appreciate it. At the end of the day, what do we look forward to, huh? House cleaning, there's always more dirt to clean up tomorrow. You make the dinner, it just gets eaten. You do the dishes, there's just more dishes tomorrow. The world just keeps growing and feeding doesn't feed you, does it? No. No, it just washes through you and down the drain. How much more can you take, America, before you snap? Huh? You were made for something better. Well, use me, America. I can take it. Fill me up. Vote Van Horn. Wait till you get a load of me. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's good.
Listen to that fury. He's got a whole lot of that. That's the last thing to go. That's a final fig leaf. He's building a rat ship here. Vessel for seagorn snitches. What a sham. This country has sharpened the human appetite to where it can split atoms with its desires. Build egos the size of cathedrals till every American becomes an aspiring emperor, becomes his own god. Where? Where do you go from there? That's what I'm asking. That's the question I want answered, Mr. Van Horn. I'll answer your questions. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I knew he'd say that. We live in a country that wants walls. In America. <laughs> you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Because you never rub another man's rhubarb. He's out of order. This campaign's out of order. This whole election is out of order. Well, let me ask you a question, John. Johnny? Fire away, brother, because you're going down. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Pale moonlight? Pale moon... I'm in the dark here! I see you want to play rough. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts and say hello to my little friend! And that's all the audio that remains, because it was around that time that the entire television studio burst into flame, and the two princes of darkness sprouted horns and wings and began to shoot fireballs at each other from their pitchforks. Well, it's got to be said, with those types of over-the-top performances in an American election, that country is really going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> oh, and there's the sound of the Vox Graphonic Vortex, our portable radio porthole to the other side of the elsewhere. Let's tune that in, have a bit of a listen. Deep in the hundred-acre wood, Winnie the Flu, a bear of very little brain, had just wandered down to visit his friend Eeyore. Oh, hello, Eeyore. Same to you, Flu Bear, and twice on Thursdays. Oh, Eeyore, I just had an idea, but I don't suppose it's a very good one. I don't suppose it is either. Well... What I thought was... You thought that you would visit, even though you were told not to, and now you're here, standing on my tail. Oh, is that my foot? <laughs> oh, I suppose it is. Now I have to go wash my tail down at the river, which will make it cold. Thank you very much for coming, Flu Bear. You really shouldn't have. It was then that Winnie the Flu thought he should visit his friend Piglet. And along the way, he met a very bouncy friend. <laughs> Hello, Tigger. May I ask you why you're bouncing so much today? It's called social distancing. And I'm bouncing at a two-meter radius. Because bouncing, that's what Tiggers do best. <laughs> It makes me dizzy. <laughs> the reason you're dizzy, Flu Bear, is because you're sick. Now keep away from me, you menace. <laughs> and with that, Tigger bounced away, and Winnie the Flu made his way to Piglet's house. But when he arrived, he was met by Rabbit, who was wearing a surgical mask and looking quite serious. Is that you, Rabbit? Oh, Christ! Um, let's pretend it isn't and see what happens. I was just wondering, is Piglet here? Piglet is gone, Flubert. Oh, 
Well, I was just hoping for a smackerel of something. I'd like to give you a smackerel, you moron. What did you say? It doesn't matter. The point is, Piglet's gone. Hmm. Is he lost? You see, Piglet is a very small animal, and... Uh, yes, yes, very small, Blue Bear, very small indeed. And if I was to go further, I would say he had a compromised immune system because he was so small. And if you didn't come around and visit all the time, maybe, just maybe, he'd still be here, hmm? It's not like there's an abundance of ventilators in this hundred-acre wood, is there? Robert, what is a moon system? And, um, what's a abundance of ventilators? What? Is it like a heffalump? Oh, you goddamn idiot! Why can't you just stay home? It was just then that Christopher Robin arrived at Piglet's house, holding a shovel covered with fresh dirt. Well, it's done. Hello, Christopher Robin. Have you seen Piglet? Yes. You might say that. Is he coming home? Oh, for f he's never going to get it, Christopher Robin. He's never going to get it. I'm leaving. I need a drink. Christopher Robin? Yes? I was just thinking, maybe I could stay at Piglet's house and wait for him to come home. Do you think he'd like that? Yes. Yes, I think he would, Bear. How about you stay in Piglet's house and don't come out until he arrives, all right? And I will practice a song for him, because it's a hummy sort of day. <laughs> Stupid old bear. Man, we're back. And while we end tonight's broadcast with a bit of good news, it seems at long last the Army of the Twelve Monkeys has finally done it. And now, roughly 28 days later since the outbreak of their successful contagion, the remainder of the human race has finally been driven underground where they belong. Of course, wild speculation and rumor has already begun to surface on where the deadly pathogen was first released by these silly pranksters. Was it an airport, a secret U.S. laboratory, or was it released into San Francisco aboard a missile launched from Alcatraz Island, also known as The Rock? Well, no one seems to know for sure. Even the name of this biological epidemic has yet to be determined. Some are calling it Chimera or Andromeda. Some are saying Project Blue, Dragonpox, Rage Virus, and even Bonitis. What is known for sure is that now that the planet's topside is overrun by a combination of the walking dead and genetically enhanced apes, all the heroes who usually deal with this kind of crisis on Earth have finally, for the first time, been told to stay home. At least for the time being. Yes, at last we can live in a world free of agents like 007 or Black Widow or Ethan the Cunt Hunt. Finally, we're free of the Eternals and the Guardians and the Mutants and the Marvels and the Panthers. Oh my. No more strange doctors or winter soldiers and no more men of iron or bats or ants or spiders. And for the love and thunder, no more Thor. <sighs> Sweet release. And with that, it's time to get down to the Winchester and have a pint and wait for all of this to blow over. When I'm Marcus Nemo, reminding you to set your neuralizer for roughly the nine-minute mark so you can forget everything you just heard, and as always, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. <laughs> Good night. The Nautilus at Nine was created, written, and performed by David Radford and produced by Launchpad Theatre Company. Supreme Chancellor of Social Mech Media Administructure. Oh, 
great title, is also the voice you heard as Christopher Robin in Winnie the Flu and the voice you're hearing now. Hello, podcast land. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Nautilus at Nine on iTunes. And to find out more about all things Launchpad, go to launchpadtheater.com or like us on Facebook. Or why not become a Skynet pirate and follow The Nautilus at Nine on Twitter at Nautilus at Nine. And we'll make sure to send you an ahoy, matey. Thanks for listening. Shaka. When the walls fell.